When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Today, ladies and gentlemen, would have been the 56th birthday of grunge rocker extraordinaire Kurt Cobain. Could I hear more of this rift, more of this rift as I sort of drift and drift and drift away, you traditor, Justin Ellick and Macedonian Phil. talk over that opening of Kurt Cobain because he expresses the rage that is burning deep within the belly of my beast. But first to Macedonian Phil, who has no idea who Kurt Cobain is because he wasn't birthed at that time. He only he only remembers the legacy. I ask you directly, Macedonian Phil, do we really believe that Kurt Cobain took that sawed-off Winchester shotgun, fully loaded, put it under his chin, and fired? And sent himself into the bowels of hell. Do we really believe that? Or do we believe that maybe, just maybe, it was Courtney Love? Huh? Do we believe that? Uh, Macedonian Phil, who has a big poster of Courtney Love on the ceiling of his tenement apartment in Bushwick. Yeah, Courtney Love. That, that's his ideal of a drop-dead gorgeous woman. And, you know, I had this rage because yesterday while coming back from Lenny's, that's right, I was the only one from WABC to make the trek. On the way back, because I was doing triple duty yesterday on the weekends, WABC, the acronym stands for Always Broadcasting Curtis. I would not cut the line, even though the crowd said, cut the line, Curtis, cut the line. No, 
I wouldn't cut the cheese. I wouldn't cut the line. And on the way back, I said I got to stop for a cup of Lipton tea at one of the many bodegas outside of the Marlboro Housing Projects in the shadow of L&B Smimonis and Lafayette High School. And I walked into that bodega, and it was run by the Pally Boys. You know what that is, Justin? They are your enemies. I knew I was in enemy turf when I saw they were all wearing the kafias. I just wanted one freaking cup of Lipton hot tea. And they said, no tea for you. No tea for you. Why do you support the state of Israel? I said, I'm here just for a freaking cup of hot tea. And then one of the pally boys in the back who was stirring the garbanzo beans, no doubt for the hummus for today, said, I have a tea bag here. I couldn't tell if it was Lipton or Tetley. I knew it wasn't Celestial Seasons. And I was so desperate for that cup of tea. I was shaking with rage. But I put it in the cup. I put the hot water in. I began to drink it on the way back. And I am telling you, man, I was tripping out. I don't know what the hell was in that tea bag, but it was a pally tea bag for sure. And I don't know if it had the uh, sort of um, remnants of a toad or a frog on the back laced into that tea bag. Let me tell you, Justin and Macedonian Phil and everybody out there, man, I was tripping big time. And I thought immediately to all the residents of East Palestine, when it should be East Palestine, right? Like Palestine, Illinois, and Palestine, Texas, and Palestine in the Middle East. So I don't want to offend the Jews. It's never Palestine. All right. I got enough problems with the Pally boys there in Bensonhurst. And then all of a sudden I said, what would I do if I was in East Palestine a.k.a. Palestine right now, as all the leaders there stumbling and fumbling, should I drink the water, should I not drink the water, should I drink the water, should I not drink the water, and then who arrived, the emissary from the Biden administration, not Boudicet, 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 but some guy that we never saw before, supposedly the EPA chief, because his complexion is his protection, as a proud Euro-Asiatic black man, he raised a glass and he told all of us, always trust government. Some people, I believe, are being told not to drink the water. What's the status of the water? You know, Mika, we've had a great partnership with uh, the state of Ohio. I've been in contact with the governor, and we really have discussed we need for people to trust state and local government. I never trust state and local government. And as I was tripping on the way back to WABC last night on that Pally T, I heard the voice from the bowels of Brooklyn, not far from where he was birthed, the infamous Dr. Fauci. I represent science. Shut up! I represent science. Yeah, he came from that area of Brooklyn. To be a scourge on all of us. Remember back, I was thinking back on the ride back, back to January of 2020. He was on this very radio station on a broadcast conducted by our own John Katsimatidis. By the way, 
The crew here hides behind John Katsimatidis every Monday now when they kick me out of the lineup of sit-in friends. They say, oh, well, John is going to be here. I say, oh, that's convenient for all of you to use that as an excuse, hiding behind John Katsimatidis. But I digress. I remember it was January of 2020. John Katsimatidis was interviewing Dr. Fauci. I was on a bus pounding the Greyhound back from uh, Atlantic City, where I had been at the World Martial Arts Expo at the Tropicanda, and everybody trying to do the grip on me to take me down. They did not succeed. And as I was traveling back with the derelicts of society, the degenerate gamblers who had lost every nickel, dime, and penny that they had at the slots, playing five-card draw poker or shooting craps like our own Frank Morano does at the Borgata. I heard Dr. Fauci said, no problem, nothing to worry about. There's only one case of coronavirus outside of Seattle. That's right, grunge rock, right? Let me hear it, Seattle, grunge rock! And remember what Fauci told us then to John Katsimatidis exclusively. No worries about coronavirus. There's only one case. We got it. And then soon thereafter, at the end of January of 2020, then President Trump stopped all travel from mainland China, a.k.a. Red China, into the United States. And he was called a xenophobe. He was called a racist. He did the right thing. But it was too late because we listened to Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci. I represent science. Shut up! I represent science. Oh, God. It's like Satan talking to me. And then in the midst of all these problems where local officials are wondering, should I drink the water, should I not drink the water, in East Palestine, why don't they call it Palestine? Boudiche, 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 Boudiche. Always a dollar short and a day late. Instead of coming to the location of the chemical spill that has killed fish and animals and we know is poisoning Mother Earth and eventually will cause a cancer cluster amongst the people of East Palestine. Why don't they call it Palestine? What did Boudiche have to say? I was... I was seeing it in my head over and over again. Boudichet, 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 Boudichet. I mean, if you look at what the American transportation systems have faced in the last two or three years, partly because of the pandemic, we've faced issues from container shipping to airline cancellations. Mm -hmm. Now we got balloons. That's right. Um, (laughs) She's laughing. I remember when then-President Barack Obama went to Flint, Michigan. Remember, the reservoirs were tainted with highly leaded water, poisoned water. And then, remember, he reached under the podium a glass of water he claimed was from the Flint Reservoir. How do we know? Because they all lie to us. Never, ever, ever trust. Whether they're elected officials, appointed officials, whether they're Democrats... Whether they are Republicans. In the name of former President Ronald Reagan, remember, trust 
but verify. And tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, I will be making history in the name of Ronald Reagan. We will be opening up a Republican club in the heart of AOC land, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Democratic Socialists of America, the Justice Warriors, and the House of Caban, who wants to defund all police and defund prisons. We will be opening up the Ronald Reagan Republican Club right in the heart of Astoria. Right in the belly of the beast. And I will be, as I I mount the podium and I do the introduction, I will be thinking, who killed Kurt Cobain? Do you believe that Kurt Cobain on this, which would have been his 56th anniversary... Do we really believe he took that sawed-off Winchester shotgun fully loaded, put it under his chin, and blasted him right into the the epicenter of Satan's hell? Or do we believe it was the wet dream of Macedonian Phil, Courtney Love? To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. So many are from throughout our tri-state area, Connecticut, throughout New York, New Jersey, eastern Pennsylvania. The trek to Florida, the exodus continues to DeSantis land, freedom land, and then reverse osmosis. And I said to myself, isn't this interesting? You have people like Don Lemon who have made a career of bashing DeSantis. And AOC all out crazy that I am launching war against tomorrow again as we christen the first ever Ronald Reagan Republican Club in the heart of Astoria. Don't give me this Eric Adams swagger man nonsense. Oh, I'm taking him on. He does who got. You want somebody to go to war? You need Curtis Lewa. And you need Ron DeSantis. I will get into that momentarily. But think of it, as much as the Don Lemons of the world, the AOCs of the world attack DeSantis, where do they go to max and relax? South Beach, Miami, in the heart of DeSantis land. Look at Don Lemon, right? He's in exile. Where is he? On the beaches of South Beach. When AOC went with her uh, 
her Maytag, her lumberjack boyfriend, remember, who was wearing those flip-flops? Oh, my God. It's disgusting. Remember when she was sitting out, I don't know, having a mojito, no mask, no mask, even though she was telling us we had a mask up here. And what did she come down with? COVID! In South Beach. Yes, this is the year of DeSantis. And, you know, I knew I should have gone out to Staten Island today. I should have gone out. But all of a sudden, as I sat in the studio in the rear, having been told by Justin Ellick, the Turk, that I would not be on at 7.05. As I was promised and all of you were promised three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, which sit in friends because I am the only fiend and foe. Yeah, he sent his Turk, Justin Alec, to give me the bad news. And as I sat there pondering my fate of why, oh, why, I was being stabbed in the back a second time. Why, oh, why? I said to myself, oh, look, look who's coming in. It's Frank Morano. And next to him seemed to be the spirit of Richard Belzer, who I thought had died in the south of France. As you remember, Richard Belzer, he hated cops, even though he played a detective on Law and Order. He was so close to Frank Morano in so many ways because, let's face it, anti-establishment, conspiracy theories, in fact, wrote books about the JFK assassination, UFOs, Elvis deaths. I thought for sure that he had been with Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. And all I could see him saying was, F you, mother effer, F you, mother effer. And I said, I'm not getting in that car and going to Gotti land. No, 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 no. So I wandered the streets of our cities and I watched the rats and the mice frolic. And I said to myself, I got to get back to WABC. I got to do the rip and read. And then all of a sudden I said, yeah, but I, I I, should be in Staten Island. I should be listening to DeSantis. And I knew that it was very prophetic that the day before, what did they find in the lake in Prospect Park? A four-foot alligator. And I returned to my youth in the 60s when my uncles and aunts would load up the station wagon and say we're going down to see Aunt Lucy and Uncle Jimmy and Cousin Joey in North Miami Beach right outside of Hollandale you know where they go to the track every day in their retirement and lose their money and what did we take old Dixie Highway all the way down old Tobacco Road and back then it was still a division of the races when we would stop to go to a bathroom I would ask my uncles what's this whites only it's coloreds and they mumbled and stumbled their way into explaining that. And then eventually when we reached Highway 1, Old Dixie Highway in Florida, you know what they were selling on the sides of the road? Do you know Justin Ellick in the 60s when every night on Saturdays Jackie Gleason and the June Taylor dancers were telling us with Ed Norton at the end of their variety show, the most popular in the nation, come on down to Miami Beach. And oh, so many people did as they fled New York City. You think they were selling oranges along the roadside? No, they were selling little baby alligators in a box. And who did I hear tell that story earlier in the 5 o'clock news? Our own Gnome Layton who said, yeah, they were in little boxes with little holes punctured in so they could breathe. And he was absolutely right. One of the few times he's been right in his news dissertations. 
And remember, we would bring the little alligators home, and Mommy would say, put it in the bathtub until we figure out what to do with it. And then a week later, Mommy would go in, and that one-inch alligator was now one foot. And then a month later, Mommy would go in and say, we got to flush that alligator down the toilet. Got to flush it down the toilet. No, no, not down the toilet. And then years later on this very station, WABC, The Morning Man, beloved Alan B. Combs, no longer with us. We miss him so. They had a TV commercial. Alan B. Combs was on the observation deck of the Empire State Building doing the commercial asking, have you seen any ants on the observation deck? And they said no. And then he went into the sewers in New York and he asked the sewer workers, like Ed Norton from the Honeymooners, Have you seen any alligators? And they said, you're damn right, because people were flushing those little varmints down into the bowels of New York City, and now they're 8 foot, 9 foot, 10 foot long. And nobody believed it, right? And then, so prophetically, what do they find in the Prospect Park Lake? A dead body floating around, which has happened many times before? No, a four-foot alligator. So I knew this was a sign. A sign that DeSantis was coming to save New York City and save America. And he did it in Staten Island before a packed crowd, many of them who had been Trumpers. Oh, yeah. I recognize the faces in the newsreel photos and video. And this is what DeSantis had to say about RNYC. It was the safest big city probably in the world under Giuliani and under Bloomberg. And now you've had crime spike. You have these officers. Their lives are now more at risk because they have to risk their lives to put somebody away. But then the judge just releases them. And then he got double teamed. First, it was Al Slim Shady Sharpton on MSNBC who realized he must stop this DeSantis effort with misinformation. What uh, the governor is trying to do there, Governor DeSantis, is he's trying to use a cultural war to run for president. Us against them. I'm going to do this to the LGBTQ community. I'm going to do this with women's rights. I'm going to fly uh, migrants out of Florida and send them to Martha's Vineyard. I'm going to decide what makes whites uncomfortable in black history. Rather than saying the more we learn about The truth about all of us, it brings us all together. It's supposed to be the United States. Tawana Brawley, Tawana Brawley, Tawana Brawley, Tawana Brawley. Did that bring us all together, you fake, phony, fraudulent fagazi? Bring it on, Al Slim Shady Sharpton. And then, I wish I had been there, I wish I had been there, but I was walking around aimlessly in the streets of New York. I heard DeSantis speak about geopolitical issues, Russia and China. So I think Russia has been really, really wounded here, um, and I don't think that they are the same threat to our country. Even though they're hostile, mm-hmm. I don't think they're on the same level as a China. Uh, the moment you said China, it hearkened up the statements of former President Donald Trump. China all the time. Oh, and then I just I went back in the time machine to the presidency of Donald Trump, in which he would talk about China, red China, both pro and con. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. China, China. China, 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 
And you know China, 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 South China, China, China. People say, oh, you don't like China. God, that was reverberating in my head. And then, then it came to me a vision of Donald Trump, synonymous, obviously, with New York City. He's a Queens boy. I'm a Brooklyn boy. But I don't know. I, I, I don't follow him on his social networking platform, Truth, or whatever they call it. But all of a sudden, it came to me, I will never call Ron de-sanctimonious meatball Ron, as the fake news is insisting I will. Even though Fox News killing lightweight Paul Ryan Badger Boy is revered by him, low-energy Jeb Bush is his hero and always at his side. His beaches and state were closed for long periods of time. His testing, testing, testing for the China virus didn't work out too well. And his loyalty skills are really weak. It would be totally inappropriate to use the word meatball as a moniker for Ron. As he stood out there in Staten, Italy today, where no doubt many an Italian would take exception and umbrage to the fact of him calling DeSantis Ron the meatball. Think of it, DeSantis is Italian. And his great-grandparents came from what village? The same village that, yes, Rudy Giuliani and Andrew Giuliani's lineage came from in Italy. The battle is on. The campaign for the soul of the Republican Party is on. And those who were Trumpers, they flooded that catering hall. I, I recognize, I want to I name and shame how quickly they're jumping ship and swimming to the SS, never Trumper, and I am the captain of, because I was out there in 2015, the lone voice. They called me a rhino. I accepted it. Many of my friends in Staten Island who supported me for mayor by 75% against Eric Adams, they were hardcore Trumpers. But I began to see that dissipate in Trump land, Staten Island, a.k.a. Staten, Italy. And then the news of Jimmy Carter in Hospice in Plains, Georgia. And I thought back to myself as he lays and withers away, soon to die and go into the hereafter. Jimmy Carter, 1980. There were two defining issues of his weak presidency, and oh boy, it was weak. And I don't know what it is about Democrats. They always like to flex with the Russians. Not the Red Chinese. They love to flex with the Russians. We saw JFK, right, the Cold War, the Cuban Missile Crisis against Nikita Khrushchev. But think back, Jimmy Carter, as weak as he was, flexed against Brezhnev and the Soviet might of the T-2 tanks as they went rolling into Kabul in Afghanistan. Remember, he announced the boycott of the Olympic Games in Moscow in 1980 and imposed a grain embargo. Do you know who joined us in that boycott? Justin Ellick, Mr. Sportsmeister, and Macedonia Phil, who think they know everything about sports when you know absolutely nothing at all. Red China joined us. Yes! Red China and 44 other nations would not send athletes to the Moscow Olympic Games because of Brezhnev and the Soviet Union's invasion of Afghanistan. How did that work out for them in Afghanistan? How did that work out for us? 
Well, the only time Jimmy Carter was ever tough, never against the Iranians or the Ayatollah, no, we know that story, was when he supported the Mujahideen. Remember, the very first time he was the first, Dan Rather was there with the schmata on his head, say, yeah, the Mujahideen. And who did I see in the background? Put a swore. It was the blind-eyed, Santa Claus hat-wearing imam of hate, Sheikh Omar Come on, leader of the Muslim Brotherhood who then put together the cabal that attacked the World Trade Center the first time and almost toppled it in 1992. Oh, yeah. And yes, Osama bin Laden, he was one of the Mujahideen. That's when Jimmy Carter was tough. But also in 1980, he was in South Beach in Miami. That's right, DeSantis land. Before DeSantis, I think, was even birthed. And what was he doing? He was welcoming in. Who is he welcoming? Mariolitos. Fidel and Raul Castro behind the sugarcane curtain of Cuba. Just as Joe Biden says to all the illegal aliens passing through from Mexico to Texas. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? I'm your Papa Chulo. Andale, 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 andale. What happened in 1980 is happening again as Joe Biden... Side by side with Zelensky, getting tough with the Russians, but just letting all the illegal aliens in. Spectacular! Now here's the sin wrap up. Oi! So what did Justin Ellick do, producer of uh, Sid Rosenberg and Friends? He knocked me out of the lineup this morning at 7.05, hiding behind John Katsimatidis. Yeah, yeah, brave guy, brave guy. By the way, did you have to play so much clutter before we came up to the Sid Rap? You're trying to delay the inevitable? Which is your guy, Sid, talking about why he wasn't at Lenny's yesterday, the closing day, when I was standing out there, not cutting the line. Paying tribute to Brooklyn. The TV show that I'm in, Gravesend, right. Willie DeMeo, we have a bunch of scenes at Lenny's as well. Oh, you do? And one of the scenes, actually, uh, William DeMeo is really close with John Travolta. They made the Gotti movie together. John played Gotti. Willie played Sammy the Bull Gravano. They become best friends over the years. So in a bunch of scenes, you see Willie eating pizza at Lenny's with Travolta's picture right behind him. Yeah, you schmuck, your putz, Sid Rosenberg, you Kissing the males, took us. Do you want another movie part? Do you know that the Gotti movie was rated maybe the worst of all time other than Battlefield Earth? When Travolta did that in tribute to Mr. Seorg himself, L. Ron Hubbard of Scientology, the two worst movies of all time done by Travolta instead of talking about one of the greatest movies of all time, Saturday Night Fever. See, with Sid, it's all always about him. Hey, Gravesend. Gravesend. Well, what are you talking about, man? This was 70 years. And again, not talking about the greatness of Lenny. But I stood there. I stood there online. I didn't do what Frank Morano did with William Shatner when he cut the line. So then I am I'm trying to get permission to have my family cut the line, basically. <laughs> So they said, yes, okay, fine, bring them to the front of the line. So I go and get them, and I bring them backstage, and they go to the front of the line. 
We line up, just like everybody else, but in front. There was a plexiglass divider <laughs> separating Shatner from whomever he's taking the picture with. What? So it almost is like you're you're beside him. You're not taking a picture with him. You're taking a picture beside him. It almost looks like you're in a separate room. It looks like he's in a chamber next to you. So I could understand if people paid why they might have been uh, a little irked about it. But... Um, we were we were just thrilled. Why they were irked? Because you claimed you had eighteen family members, Frank Morano, when you cut the line. That's why the WABC listeners were irked. Oh my God, Frank! He, he's just like Sid. They live in their own little world. Notice he worships at the throne of William Shatner, A.K.A. Captain Kurt, who is obnoxious. He's just full of himself. And there's Frank. And who does who else does he worship? John Gotti Jr. Who did uh, Sid just praise? John Gotti Sr. and Travolta playing that part. The worst movie of all time. But naturally, they got to curry favor with certain people, don't they? And when I came back from Bensonhurst last night at 9 o'clock, Justin Ellick, there were callers who had been out there and said, Curtis, why didn't you cut the line? Why didn't you cut the line? The owners, they wanted you to cut the line. The people were like, yeah, you know, it's like, it was like, uh, Attica, Attica, you know, cut the line, cut the line. It's no. So I'm here with the peeps that I grew up with, Brooklyn, in Brooklyn. They were all the car guys outside with their Cadillacs that they had hot wired and changed the VIN numbers on and tagged out. You know, came up with papers that said, oh, no, you could buy it. It's legit. Trust me. Don't trust them. Even they showed up. But did Sid show up? Of course not. Did uh, Frank Morano show up? Of course not. And I knew that was another signal that DeSantis was on his way because where have all the others gone? To Florida. For the last 70 years, they had their double slices stacked. Where did they flee to? To Florida as DeSantis came here. And Sid and Andrew were like heckle and jekyll this morning, like Beavis and Butthead, talking about DeSantis. Uh, you know, the uh, the Trump-DeSantis thing that we just uh, kind of mentioned, the ugliness where Republicans attack Republicans, something, again, that wouldn't have happened with Reagan. This is a truth social post from Donald Trump this weekend about Ron DeSantis. He says, and I quote, I will never call Ron DeSanctimonious Meatball Ron as the <laughs> fake news. And, and you know what? It's not even funny anymore. It's actually sad. I mean, enough of that. He mentioned Ronald Reagan, didn't he? By the way, who's taking the attack to the DSA tomorrow in Astoria opening up the Ronald Reagan Republican Club in the heart of AOC land? Huh? Me. Not, not these guys talking about this. And then, no, 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 I'm going to stretch it here because I want to go to Barzini, who's trying to arrange the meeting for Sid with Chris Cuomo. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll state for the record right here, you and Chris Cuomo would actually like each other. <laughs> and uh, you, and by the way, I'm going to make, I'm going to tell you what, Gasparino used to light up Governor Cuomo every day in the post, okay? You know what I did? I took Gasparino and Andrew to the Hunt and Fish Club. Okay, and we sat down and had a meal. Okay, and now they have a relationship. Yeah. 
Just remember, Sid, whoever comes to you with this Chris Cuomo meeting, he is the traitor. Don't forget that, Sid. Don't forget that Scarmucci is Scalazzo. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.